This is Game Set Match Kentucky episode 24 recorded on live video on July 16th, 2021. So yes, it's pretty late coming out. Anyway, it's entitled Sinkholes and Wrong Tabs. everybody uh, it's time for another episode of game set match kentucky where we talk about all things related to the central kentucky tennis series and probably definitely a whole lot more that you never asked for this is monday july 19th i'm chris godby i'm the chairman and one of the founders of the ckts where the lines are good and sandbagging is for golf i'm here at the uh, home office in russell springs kentucky and back with me today uh he's from an undisclosed location Somewhere in the vicinity That's a good. of Bowling Green, Kentucky. That's the best description yet. <laughs> he is the director of one of our Bowling Green tournaments, as well as the tennis coach at South Warren High School, home of the Mighty Spartans. Are they the Mighty Spartans or just the Spartans? I'm, I'm sure we're very mighty, uh, but I think it's just Spartans officially. Okay. And by day, uh, he he does this for a living. So going live the first time here, I wanted to have a professional with me. And so I want to thank Chad Young for being on two podcasts in a row. He's the program director of Talk 104.1 FM and 930 AM radio in Bowling Green, where he hosts a morning drive time talk show. Chad, welcome back, sir. I am uh, honored to be here. Uh, We don't have countdowns. I mean, that was that was pretty impressive stuff right there. Yeah. I just noticed that my earpieces were hanging really goofy there for a few minutes. <laughs> all right. They're, you're really not even supposed to see them at all. So. Live radio, live web streaming, you know, it's a different ball game. It's okay. Cause I can see by the uh, view count right now. I don't know if you can see that or not, but we have actually right now we only have less than 100 viewers. Oh, so less yeah, than hundred. Well, you know how people are. They're late for everything. That's just the way it goes. So good deal. Today on this episode of Game Set Match Kentucky, we're going to finally uh, try to catch up on some tournament results from this 2021 season of the Central Kentucky Tennis Series. We're going to look by, we're going to start by looking at the results of the 2021 Kids on the Block Points for Puppets Tournament. And we'll also look at the second tournament of the year, the Baron Classic. We won't get to the State Farm E-Town Open today because it is, it is not 100% finished. It's very close, I think, but I think uh, there's a few remaining matches to be played uh, in the early part of the week this week. So maybe next time we go live or record a podcast, maybe we'll have those results for you. We do have a couple of sponsors to thank. Family Medical Centers is a community health center with more than 135 locations and has been providing health care to Kentuckians for over a decade. Chad, don't you think that's pretty remarkable that they've only existed for a decade and they have 135 locations? That is a pretty good growth for sure. Yeah, I'm impressed. Uh, let's see. I, I do want to I wanted to put uh, an image of their website up while we're talking. See, this and... is the fun with the live part. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. Nobody's watching. We have, we have zero viewers right You're now. They're gonna That's go back I mean. and they're gonna be amazed at what we <laughs> did live. And so the next time they're gonna be like, I have to make sure that I'm a part of this live broadcast. Well, that is the plan. And another part of the plan is I want people to interact. You know, if if they are making 
live comments in real time on Facebook and on YouTube, then I, I can put their comments on the screen and we can answer their questions or, you know, discuss their commentary or anything like that. Our, so we're seeing the uh, Family Medical Center's uh, website as I continue with this. If you're looking for a medical home, make the clinics of Family Medical Centers your first choice. They provide primary care, school-based health care, behavioral health services, oral health services, telehealth, and both pediatric and OBGYN specialty care. For a complete list of locations and providers, check out their website that I'm showing you right now at cfmcky.com. That stands for Cumberland Family Medical Centers of Kentucky, CMFKY. I'm sorry, CF, CFM. I apologize, Cumberland Family. CFMCKY.com. They uh, have clinics, as we said, uh, over 135 uh, locations. They have locations in Barron County. For example, the Glasgow Pediatric Healthcare. Uh, it's at uh, 301 Professional Park Drive in Glasgow, uh, featuring doctors Melissa Dennison, Dr. Lynette Brooks, Dr. Donna Warren, and Dr. Jen Hopkins. Also, Tammy Jennings, nurse practitioner, Karen Parton, nurse practitioner, Brian Wells, Jessica Combs, Miranda Jewell, and Andy Thomas, um, as uh, practitioners that work there. Also, they have a Healthy Kids Clinic school-based healthcare in Barron County, as they do in other counties like Pulaski, Casey, Russell. Uh, Amy Rutledge is a nurse practitioner with Healthy Kids Clinic, and so is Jessica Miller. So a big thank you to Family Medical Centers for sponsoring this episode of Game Set Match Kentucky. Chad, would you mind telling us a little bit about... Um, Vision Cabinet Source. Yeah, one of our longtime sponsors of the podcast, Vision Cabinet Source, is a kitchen and bath cabinet supplier that ships all over the United States and has for over a decade. If you're building a new home or renovating your home, Vision Cabinet Source can provide you with classic cabinet styles that are well-built and affordable. They have different painted and stained lines of cabinets that are stocked at their warehouse in Campbellsville. And making these beautiful cabinets, which you can see on the screen, I believe, as uh, Chris is showing you uh, some of their gallery. In making these beautiful cabinets, they have a 17-step finishing process that assures top-quality craftsmanship. Don't just take it from me. Go look at their styles and designs for yourself, and you'll agree they do great work at an affordable price. Check them out on their website, visioncabinet.com, or you can call them at 270 465 3222. That's 270-465-3222. Again, the website is visioncabinet.com. Tell them you heard about Vision Cabinet Source right here on Game Set Match Kentucky. And I'm just flipping through their uh, photo gallery while you talk. I'm, I'm jealous. These are some beautiful cabinets. And speaking of, ooh, that looks like a wine rack there. Speaking of well-built, um, their website is really well-built. Yeah, I mean, uh, when we were looking at the last time, I mean, they have a, a really good, they do a really good job of showing uh, a lot of different styles, uh, um, some different looks that um, people can go through and see what might be best for their home. Very professional. Uh, check them out. Vision Cabinet Source. So let's start with talking about live video. <laughs> we're on live. Chad, we have two viewers right now. Hey. So we're and I'll bet hey, you, hey Dad. <laughs> yeah, no, hey, hey Laura, hey kids. I, I guarantee they're they're watching this upstairs right now. So, 
they they probably account for one of the two viewers i don't know but we'll see this is something i've wanted to do since last year when we um went on lockdown uh, lots of churches including mine used uh, online streaming to have to run church services to an empty building and broadcast it online or uh, so pastors could preach from their homes and broadcast it online and so that's how uh, you know, I, I, ran, I helped run that for my church, and that's how I sort of got into this. And then I got to seeing all these other shows that are sports-related, hobby-related, entertainment-related. And they're all, you know, having a little live show in their basement or home office or from their couch. And I thought, this is a cool thing. Let's try this with Game Set Match Kentucky. So here we are. I'm wearing my Kids on the Block Points for Puppets shirts. Nice. And uh, we're getting ready to talk about that tournament. Good to see somebody's representing. Oh, oh, we lost a viewer. We're down to one viewer now. Oh, well. Come back, whoever you were. Come back. So let's talk about the Kids on the Block Points for Puppets tournament. So we uh, it's our first tournament of 2021. It was held on schedule. It didn't really have any serious coronavirus restrictions anymore, and it, it kind of felt like a normal tournament. What do you think? Well, you know, a couple things I wanted to say about it. One was... Um, you know, I've, I've done two Bowling Green tournaments on the CKTS tour for about a decade. And um, uh, one, um, well, one has been for a nonprofit. Uh, the other has been for a nonprofit. Uh, but they've been different. Nonprofits have kind of rotated. We've had different names mm -hmm. over the years. Uh, and um, a couple of years ago, I decided I coached tennis at South Warren, and uh, I, I wanted to use one of them as a fundraiser for our program. Um, you know, to, to help our booster club, which does so much for our program. And then the other one, um, uh, I've been doing a tournament for uh, an organization called Kids on the Block here in, in Bowling Green um, for the last couple of years. Well, I decided um, that I was ready to give up one of those tournaments um, this year. And so um, Tim Dethridge, who's the coach at Greenwood, uh, is going to be running the other Bowling Green tournament this year. And so um, Kids mm -hmm. on the Block uh, still wanted to do a summer tournament. We're looking at possibly doing something at our new indoor facility uh, with mm -hmm. Kids on the Block. But for this summer, we came together and, and um, you know, it was, a, it was a tournament that benefited both our tennis program at South Warren and then also um, Kids on the Block. And right. So that was the first um, thing that was um, kind of unique about this this year's tournament. The second was the location. Um, they just built um, a new eight court facility at South Warren, mm -hmm. and uh, so we we had half. Uh, you know, we had two locations. We've usually done Cariacas and mm -hmm. used to be Bowling Green High, and then we used mm -hmm. some other high schools. Uh, Greenwood's got a great ten court facility, and so they built an eight eight court facility at South Warren that we we're able to use. Uh, this year for the first time. I, I, I have some bad news to report. It's the only tournament that will ever be held on those courts because they are uh, headed for uh, destruction and condemnation. Oh. Yeah. So, the whole place? Yeah, the whole place. Yeah, they, they uh, about two or three weeks ago, um, we only used six of the eight courts during the tournament and during right. the season mm -hmm. uh, because two of them had some water damage. Well, they they went down and found out what was causing the damage, and it was uh, a, a, cave. Number, a number of sinkholes, okay, <laughs> which aren't uncommon here in Bowling Green. Bowling Green, all right. 
And um, so they originally talked about, you know, trying to, to fill the sinkholes up, but uh, they ended up deciding that it just wasn't um, possible to, to, to rebuild the courts on the same location and the same thing not happen again. Oh, wow. So, I, I didn't, this is news to me. This is the first time I'm hearing this. Oh no. Yeah. So it's the only tournament that will ever be held there. Oh no. So is there a plan for a new facility uh, uh, somewhere else on campus or? That's the plan. Uh, I can't even share that information with you yet because okay. that's not, uh, there's nothing confirmed there, but yeah, they're, they're looking for another location on campus mm. to build us um, some new courts. Wow. Well, sorry to hear about it, but it was fun while it lasted. I thought it was a beautiful, a beautiful yep. facility and uh, RIP to the, um, yeah. to the courts at South Warren. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. Kind, of, it's kind of crazy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But anyway, yeah, it was a great tournament. I mean, it's uh, the biggest tournament we've ever had in Bowling Green since I've been doing them since 2007. Uh, wow. We had almost 200 players uh, who signed up. Uh, so we were well over 200 entries, probably closer to 240, 250 entries, uh -huh. and um, got wow. got uh, a little bit of a break with the weather, and um, it was pretty hot. Uh, but uh, all in all, things went pretty well. We, I was able to play. Um, that doesn't always happen in my tournaments. Okay. It usually doesn't happen. Yeah, uh, but uh, we were able it to be done by about uh, nine o'clock Saturday night and about seven o'clock on Sunday. Great. That's almost perfect. Yeah. And it's true. It's not often that a tournament director feels comfortable enough to play in their own tournament with everything that they have going on. Now, Trina Rickard always plays her Glasgow tournaments. She's got a little help. You've got, you've got a pretty good uh, support group with you at some of your tournaments, right? Yeah. And, and my, my booster club has been great the last couple mm -hmm. of years and kids on the block is great with volunteers. So that made it easier. Um, but, you know, the thing with being a tournament director, I mean, a lot of times you're putting out fires and you're trying to mm -hmm. uh, think about, you know, the next day and so on and so forth. So sure. I, yeah. I only play if I can play a, around the end of the day on yeah. Saturday and yeah. the end of the day on Sunday. When you're not expecting new arrivals that right. you need to check in and, you know, because it's very distracting to try to play when you're part of your mind is over on what's going on at the table, what's going on at the tent and at the other facility. So that's understandable for sure. So I, I generally, I can only play if it's a, a 14 draw. And so there's one match okay. Saturday and one match Sunday or, right. or round Robin. So those, yeah. those are the conditions. Well, I'm glad that you got to play. We're about to find out how you did. If you want to check out the results with me, we'll go through them. All right. Uh, by the way, uh, we've got a few viewers now, and if any of you want to uh, ask us a question, you just type it in the comments. We can put your comment on the screen. If it's clean, uh, if it's a question or a comment, we can address it, and I encourage that. So please um, interact with us while you're with us. And while I said that, Chad, <laughs> two people disappeared. Well, one of them was watching was the, uh, the legendary Bo O'Brien tuned in. The the Bo O'Brien. What an honor. What the, an yes. Honor. I spent uh, a few minutes talking to Bo on Saturday in Elizabethtown. I miss Bo. We don't get to see him often enough. We'll have to have him on sometime. Absolutely. Sure. Yeah. Well, let's take a look at the results from the Kids on the Block Points for Puppets Tournament. Or should I be, should I give it its full name here? South Central Bank and Foundation Solutions Group present 
kids on the block points for puppets tournament benefiting south warren tennis not only is it the greatest tournament that anyone has ever played in it has the longest name it could possibly have hey we're like nascar drivers you got to get those sponsor names in <laughs> that's exactly right okay so let's bring up the results from the 2021 kids on the block points for puppets tournament so what's the uh what's the max uh ckts is it 24 divisions that are possible we have 23 Okay. 23, I believe. It's so I think we had 22. Um, okay. We, we did not have men's C doubles. It did not make. Yeah. It's pretty rare that every single division would make. Um, so I, I, this weekend in Elizabethtown, they always have a pretty good turnout too. I don't know that they had every single division or not. We'll, we'll definitely find that out next time. Now, folks that are watching or listening, these results uh, of the different divisions – they are in no particular order whatsoever. Uh, when when uh, we get this document of the results and the, the brackets and the round robins like this, it's very random. So we're not giving any kind of preferential order here. So we're starting with a round robin. I'll take this one, Chad. Uh, so this is, bull, uh, I'm sorry, this is mixed 18 and under doubles. And the first place team was Zhang and Chen. Of Bowling Green, we, we have a little bit of an issue because my screen is not what you are seeing right now. Uh oh, oh, I see that. I, I'm seeing boys twelve and under singles. Ah, uh, uh, you know why? Because I was on the wrong tab in okay. my view. <laughs> now, now we're on the right tab. Okay, it's live, people. It's live. All right. So now I'm seeing the same thing you're seeing, and this is boys twelve and under singles. Thank you for telling me because I would have gone on through that. Uh, in boys 12 and under singles, Ethan Prop defeated Ryan Zhao. Do you know, Chad? I believe that. I believe Zhao, maybe. Ryan Zhao. Okay, Ethan Prop wins that one, 6-1, Let me get you to the next one. In uh, boys, now here's something uh, that probably needs to be discussed. Uh, okay. It says boys 16 and under singles. Uh, the division uh, is boys 15 and under singles. But the USTA, which is, um, you know, this is a sanctioned USTA tournament. So in order to, um, in order to um, fit their system, it has to be labeled boys 16 and under singles. Another thing we have talked about is we have a new um, software program. It's online that the USTA um, uh, allows us to use. It used to be something called... Um, TDM, which is Tournament Data Manager. It's gone mm -hmm. to something called Serve Tennis. Mm -hmm. And um, one thing that you used to be able to do in TDM was change the, the name on the draw. Mm -hmm. Cannot do that with this one. So that's why it says boys 16 under singles when it's really boys 15 and under singles. Mm -hmm. Yes, in Serve Tennis, that's the next closest thing to what we call boys 15 and under singles. But... They label it as boys 16 and under singles. So in uh, that division, go ahead, Chad. So uh, Mac Bowman uh, defeated Harris Shabazz 6-0-6-0. In boys 18 and under doubles, it was the team of Mormon and Hagen defeating Parsons and Parsons 6-1-6-2. In boys 18 and under singles... It was uh, Jacob uh, Jeronic defeating Landon Hagen, 6-0, 6-3. Jeronic. I keep 
trying to get that right. Okay, it girls 12 and under singles, Chloe Dickens defeated Addison Hales 6-1-6-2. In, in girls uh, 15 and under singles, it was Zoe Graziano defeating Parker Lally 6-3-6-1. In girls 18 and under doubles, it was the team of Ditto and Graziano defeating Stevenson and Redford 6-4-4-6 and 10-4 in the match tiebreaker. In girls 18 and under singles, it was Arden Dethridge defeating Avery Overmole, 6-2 uh, and 6-2. Looks like uh, Avery had a uh, couple of close rounds leading into that, two split set rounds. So close matches for her and then fall short in the final. Men's 40 and over doubles, the first place team out of the three. So I'll explain this for anyone that's new. In a CKTS tournament, if we have three singles players or three doubles teams in a division, we make it a round robin. So if it's three, it's a round robin. And any other set of numbers uh, from 16 on down is going to be a bracket draw, single elimination. It was Young and Harlan. Uh, from Scottsville and Bowling Green. They win it. Uh, the second place team was Downing and Hales, uh, both from Bowling Green. Third place team was Lindsay and Lynn, also both from Bowling Green. Men's yep. 40 the, doubles. The 7-5-6-4 Saturday night match was a, was a really, really close one. So Let me go back to that there. Okay, yeah. We were, we were very lucky to uh, pull out the win there. Okay. In uh, men's 40 and over singles, it was Jackson Grover defeating Wade Stone, 6-2, 6-love. Those two guys have been playing matches against each other for a long time. Okay, now here's something else to explain. Um, we have a division that we call men's B singles, men's B doubles, women's B singles, women's B doubles. We have that for players that are 3.5 rated and down. So... Uh, serve tennis doesn't have a division that you can label as B. So it's called uh, NTRP 3.5 men's 18 and over doubles. So this is essentially men's B doubles. And in that, we have the team of Jared McDonald and Nathan McQuarrie uh, beating uh, Burroughs and Burroughs 7 6, 7 5 in the tiebreaker, and 6 4. In uh, men's B singles, um, we have Troy Young defeating Jason Terrell, 6-4, uh, 6-3. All right. We will get faster at this, too, by the way. So this is this is new, the way we're doing this. So we're, we're halfway through this tournament. We'll try to pick up some speed. This is uh, men's C singles now, so 3.0 and down. This is men's C singles. The uh, winner there was Mike Blevins over Kyle Williams, 4-6, 6-1, and 10-2 in the match tiebreaker. We had a couple of really long matches in that tournament. We had uh, one that was almost three hours. Uh, that match, I think, was uh, two hours and maybe 15 minutes or so. In men's open doubles, uh, it was uh, Swinky, or I'm sorry, Swinsky and Spalding defeating Young and Deathridge. Six one six one, right. Those guys are cousins. Uh, men's open singles. Uh, here's Alex Spalding again, defeating his cousin Noah Swinsky. Six four six love. 
men's open singles. Uh, mixed 18 and under doubles. Again, it was a round robin, and you had uh, Martin and Harden. Uh, Martin is from Bowling Green. Harden is from Glasgow. Uh, they were the first place uh, finishers. Uh, they won both of their matches uh, pretty easily, 6-0, 6-1, and 6-0, 6-0. It was Coffee and Coffee, which are our brother and sister team, that finished second uh, via their win uh, over uh, Romine and Murray, 6-0, 6-3. So Coffee, Coffee were second, Romine and Murray were third. Okay, now we have mixed B doubles, and the team of Hales and Hales defeat Salee and Salee, who I believe are brother and sister. I don't know about Hales and Hales, do you? Hales and Hales are father and daughter. Father and daughter, okay. Hales and Hales win 6-3, 6-4 over Salee and Salee. In mixed open doubles, it was Richie and Roberts defeating mm, uh, Godby and Rickard 6-4 and 6-3. Yeah, you know, second place is first loser. I've heard that. Yeah. I've heard that. Yeah. Uh, anyway, let's, let's move on. They played well. Next we have, uh, this is women's B doubles. We have the team of Blake and Edwards defeating the team of Roberts and Douglas six, three, one, six, and then 10, five in the match tiebreaker. In, uh, women's B singles, it was Jody Blake again, uh, with the win. She beat Amber Wolf 6-3, 6-love. And we have a couple of divisions left in this tournament. Women's Open Doubles. We have the team of Fee and Goff defeated Smith and Huffman 6-2, 6-1. In uh, Women's Open Singles, uh, we had Haley White defeating Arden Dethridge 6-3, 6-love. And that's a look at the results from the 2021 Kids on the Block Points for Puppets Tournament. And we're just about to jump in. Got a comment from Bo here. You see that on your screen, you Chad? That's okay. good stuff right yeah. there. It's good yeah. stuff, it says. We appreciate it. So you're good stuff, Bo. You. <laughs> and uh, thanks, for, thanks for tuning in. I really appreciate, uh, really appreciate it. Let's go right into the Baron Classic. So two weeks after the Kids on the Block Points for Puppets Tournament, we take the tour from... Uh, Glasgow, just up I-65, and over on the uh, Cumberland Parkway, we take it over to Glasgow for the Baron Classic, the first of two tournaments we have in Glasgow this summer. It was directed by Trina Rickard, who's my mixed doubles partner and the coach of the uh, Barron County High School Trojan tennis team. Let me get that uh, tab up here. Trina always gets upset with me because I don't play in her tournaments, but um, it's tough. <laughs> Two weeks after you've run a tournament, yeah, uh, yeah, it's really hard to to you know get back out there and and give up another weekend. Sure, I understand. I so understand. I try to I tr I'll try to play the one later on in the year, Trina. You have my word. And I did mention this on a on an episode of the podcast a couple of summers ago, but it's it's worth repeating that her name is pronounced Trina. Trina, Trina right? Trina. No, it's it's Trina. As as if it as if it had two ends in it, but it doesn't. Uh, I think the se uh, the second end is invisible, so it's Trina, <laughs> and and uh, a lot of people call her Trina, and she just she's very gracious about it. She doesn't get upset or anything like that, but it's Trina. So uh, 
you, you owe her an apology, people, if you've been calling her Trina. No, I'm just kidding. Let's take a look at the, the Baron Classic results. And, and uh, this was the false start I had earlier. So this is mixed 18 and under doubles. The team of Zeng and Chen win that one. Um, DaCosta and Burkett, both from Danville, Kentucky. That's quite a drive to, to Bowling Green. Uh, they finished second. Glasgow. And the team... Are they from Glasgow? It says Danville on the brackets. They drove from Danville to Glasgow. We, we've moved on to another tournament. Oh, can we do that part over? <laughs> not, not in can a live one. <laughs> can we start over? Oh, we can't, can we? Okay. Well, I had Bowling Green on the brain. I apologize. I hear you. Okay. This is the Baron Classic in Glasgow. They drove from Danville to Glasgow. Perfect. Okay. Uh, Costa and Burkett finished second. And third place team, Jackson and Copas from Tompkinsville and the, the city isn't listed there. So, all right, Chad, you can have uh, this one. All right, boys, 12 and under singles. Also around Robin uh, looks like a Will Spielman, if I can read that correctly, finished first. Um, finishing second was Carter Bernard and William Beisner finished in third in boys, 12 and under singles. In boys 15 and under singles, and again, the label says boys 16 singles, but it's boys 15 and under singles. We have Houston St. John defeating Ben Hansen. Close first set, 7-6, 7-3 tiebreaker, but then he ran away with it 6-1 in the second set. Houston St. John. Boys 18 and under doubles. It was the uh, Brothers Parsons uh, defeating Lee and Wright 6-0, 6-1. In boys 18 and under singles, it was uh, Russell County's own Lucas McFall defeating Jacob Jernick. Did I say it right that time? Jeronic. Oh, I did it wrong again. I'm sorry, Jacob. Jeronic. I've got to learn that. Uh, Lucas McFall wins 6-3-7-5. I just saw Lucas about an hour ago, Chad. Solid win. It's a really solid win. I mean, and, and you know, I told him that that I mentioned him on the last podcast, and he had this look on his face like. What do you, you have a podcast? <laughs> <laughs> uh, girls 12 and under singles. It was Claire Yates defeating Addison Hales 6-3-7-5. In girls 15 and under singles, Zoe Graziano defeats Caitlin Ruff. Ruff, Ka yeah. Caitlin Ruff, 6-4-6-love. Six, six, In girls 18 and under doubles, it was Graziano and Ditto defeating Overmole and Overmole, 6-2, Now, do you know uh, Overmole and Overmole? Yeah. Where are they from? They're sisters. They, yeah, they're from Bowling Green. They play, for, okay. they play for Greenwood. Must be new on the tour this year. I don't recognize those names. All right. Girls 18 and under singles. Jaina Burkett is the winner of the Baron Classic by defeating Sarah Dunn, 6-2. I'm sorry, I read that score wrong. Uh, Jaina Burkett wins 6-7, 6-4, 7-6, 7-2, 7-3, 7-5. In the match tiebreaker. doesn't get a lot closer than that, does it, Chad? No, and I mean, if you look at that draw, they, they both won pretty easily up until the final. And so, yeah. you know, as tournament directors, you want to balance. You, you want your best matches in the championship rather than in the first round or so. And that's that's sometimes um, harder than than it it seems, and so that's it, it is rewarding when you have um, what appears to be the best two players playing in the championship, and then having a close match like that. 
That's exactly right. It was well drawn out. You know, it was it was well well planned. So uh, we go ahead. Is it your turn? Looks like yeah, men's forty and over singles. It looks like we maybe had a default. Um, must because, must have yeah. Um, because we have three players in it, but we only have two match results. So um, Jackson Grover beat Hamza Sheck six three six one in the only match. So I'm assuming that Christopher Kelder must have uh, defaulted. And so via that head-to-head win, Jackson Grover is your winner in men's 40 and over singles. Went from a round robin to just a championship match. Now let's look at men's B doubles. Which can I I interject and say one of the most frustrating things, um, we understand that um, things happen, but... um, you know, we, we, we probably have more defaults than we'd really like. And mm-hmm. I and sometimes I don't think people are as considerate of other people in the draw. You know, you, you sign up hoping you're going to get a couple matches and then somebody pulls out and a round robin becomes a one-match situation. So mm-hmm. um, I guess I'll speak on behalf of tournament directors and just try to make sure you're available Um uh, I don't know the nature of that uh, that particular default, but uh, Chris, you know, we, we do have some defaults mm-hmm. uh, from time to time, and there's nothing worse than having, having to not even be able to make a call Saturday morning and just somebody doesn't show up and somebody mm-hmm. got up early and drove a decent mm-hmm. distance to play an 8 a.m. match, and then you tell them that their opponent's not there. Yeah. It's it's always the 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 – polite thing to do if you know you're not coming to let the tournament director know as early as you possibly can now you you may wake up sick on saturday morning that and you know you're not going to play but still make the call i mean that that happened to me once years ago i woke up sick one saturday morning i was supposed to, to go to elizabethtown and, and i had to call and say I, I feel terrible i'm not coming you know but to just say i'm not i'm not you know don't do that now, please, please be respectful of not just the tournament director, but your opponent who may have driven two hours uh, at, at eight o'clock on a Saturday morning to play you. Uh, you know, I do, I do know things happen, but we can get into that in further detail at another time. Is it uh, me next? I believe uh, so, yes. Okay, so this is men's B doubles. The team of Medley and Bradley defeated uh, Burroughs and Burroughs 6-2-6-2. In men's B singles, it uh, was – I need you to scroll down. Oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, <laughs> looks like Holden Bradbury mm-hmm. uh, defeated Troy Young, 6-3, 6-1. All right. Yeah, my apologies there. That was a big bracket, and I didn't scroll down far enough. This is men's C doubles, which uh, you said did not make in your tournament, correct? That is correct, yes. So it, it did, they did have enough for a round robin here, and the team of Sheffield and Sheffield uh, achieved first place in that, followed by Romine and Romine, and Sadler Richardson come in third. In uh, men's uh, C singles, it was Kyle Williams defeating Rex Hansen in the final 6-0, 6-1. Men's open doubles, we have uh, McFall and McFall, and I believe that was um, Steve and Lane. No. 
I believe it was Stephen Lucas, father and son. Okay. And that's another thing about this serve tennis, these new brackets. Didn't TDM put their first and last name on the first line and their city? Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm, I'm not positive about the names, but I know the cities were on there. That's a little bit frustrating uh, to not be. I, I like, I like uh, seeing the cities yeah. on the draw. I like to see where people are from. And on the first line, I would really like first and last name. I can understand it being abbreviated after that, but. Okay, let's go on then to men's open singles. So in men's open singles, it was Matthew Parsons uh, defeating uh, Shunsuke Moroso, which I believe most people know him as Eric Moroso. I think that's Eric, yes. Um, and that was in a third set tiebreaker uh, with uh, uh, Parsons losing the first set 6-4, but winning the second 6-3 and then winning the match tiebreak 10-5. Moving on to mixed B doubles, we have the team of Blevins and Blevins, that's husband and wife, uh, defeating uh, brother and sister, Salih Salih, 6-4, 4-6, 10-5. Lots of good finals uh, in this tournament, lots of split sets. In mixed open doubles, it was just a championship match, and it was McFall and McFall defeating Godby and Rickard 7-6 and 7-6 by identical tiebreak scores of 7-4. That's a tough I, one. I'm not making excuses here. Uh-huh. It was freaking hot. <laughs> it was hot, and I was not used to it. I'm more used to it now. I've gotten outside doing some yard work in the heat, just trying to get used to the heat, and it was hot. Yeah. And, and – uh Trina mentioned later we were up five three in both of those sets. I don't, I trust her on that, but honestly, I was so delirious from the heat. I don't know if I remember <laughs> we were up that much. Uh, we did have set point uh, in the second set. Uh, anyway, you know, um, maybe you should talk to the term director see if he can get you a later match scheduled. Yeah, know? yeah, really. Now, see, the heat doesn't bother her. That's the problem. Oh, it doesn't. Right. You know, she exercises six days a week. You know, it doesn't bother her. So, is oh, I, this is me. You know, I'm sorry. This is me. So, we're at women's B doubles. And, and if anybody has lingered with us through this, we're almost done going through two tournament brackets here. And normally we don't go through two tournaments, but uh, we're trying to play catch up. We got off uh, to a late start with the podcast this season, and we're trying to do some catching up. So we're covering the results of the first two tournaments. And this is women's B-doubles. The uh, first place team in that round, Robin, was Robertson and Spears. Second place team, Murray and Alderson. Third place team, Romine and Romine. In women's open doubles, uh, just a championship match. And it was Hensel and Rickard defeating Cook and Cook, 6-3, 6-1, and looking fabulous in the process. And that was right after the mixed doubles, uh, mixed open doubles final. She just changed clothes, went back on the court, and played the the women's doubles final. Trina did, and clearly, and that way. clearly the heat was not affecting her. <laughs> I think that, uh, yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Uh, you know, at the, the at the State Farm Etown Open, the heat wasn't so bad, yeah. so we got a little break from the heat then. This is women's open singles. This is the uh, the last division to go through in these results of the Baron Classic. The uh, the champion in this round, Robin, was Ali Salee. And the, 
I'm sorry. This is singles. Okay. I saw undefined. I thought we didn't have a doubles uh, partner. Okay. No, her, her location is undefined. Okay. Yeah. It's her location. So Ali Salee wins the women's open singles uh, bracket. Uh, Casey Ray of Vine Grove, Kentucky finishes second. And Sarah Harn of Bowling Green uh, gets third place in that division. So those are the results of the Baron Classic 2021. On our next episode of this program, we'll have results from the State Farm E-Town Open. Hopefully that is 100% completed in uh, in the next few days. As many of you know that play or, or that follow the results, that tournament started two weekends ago on uh, July 10th and 11th. Uh, played most of the day July 10th. July 11th on that Sunday, it was completely rained out. They had to try to play some matches through the week. And then they brought everybody else back on Saturday to try to finish it. We did have a lot of withdrawals, Chad, as you can imagine. A lot of people just simply dropped out because they couldn't play the second weekend. They couldn't arrange a mutual meetup before the second weekend. And so we did have a lot of withdrawals. And uh, we will look at that on the next tournament. That, But that's got to be frustrating, too, for a tournament director, right? Yeah, I mean, um, in, in some ways, it's almost better to to go ahead and this is the decision that tournament directors have to make friday night and i know karen was in a tough position uh, this past friday night about whether to uh to go ahead and scrap saturday and saturday ended up being really good but if you if you scrap the tournament then um you know you're going to lose people even when you do signups again you know but maybe you can catch people who weren't able to play the weekend that was originally scheduled and can play the next week in this situation, when you have started the tournament, you have to finish it. So yeah, it's a tough it's a tough thing to tell people, you know, that somebody's just gonna have to pull out and they might get a walkover in the quarters or the semis and sometimes even in the final. Mm-hmm. Well, we we don't have any point standings to go uh, over with you yet, but hopefully very soon we'll have some point standings to go through with you. And again, results from the State Farm E-Town Open. But let's look at what's coming up next for the Central Kentucky Tennis Series. It's the Miller Park Tennis Classic. Now, if you're watching this live on Monday evening, tomorrow is the deadline. So like 23 hours from now is the deadline. It's uh, Tuesday, July 20th at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. That's the deadline to register for the Miller Park Tennis Classic in Campbellsville, Kentucky. And think ahead now to another couple of weeks later, Somerset, the Alton Blakely Lake Cumberland Open will be August 7th and 8th. Uh, The deadline is Tuesday, August 3rd at 6 p.m. And for any of our tournaments, you go to cktstour.com to register and prepay. Also there on that website, you can see our complete tournament schedule. Our tournaments are USTA sanctioned for juniors and adults at level six. If you want to know what else is going on around Kentucky in tennis, in tennis, go to USTAKY.com or KentuckyTennis.com. Let me bring up that site really quick, Chad. Okay, so here's USTA Kentucky's. Uh, website. Uh, we've got a lot going on here with um, different events that they list and advertisements uh, f- um, from sponsors. They have, uh, they've got their Facebook feed here, as you can see. Uh, there's Jason Miller, Mike Eden, Leone Barroso, some some board members. Uh, I know uh, three great guys right there. Uh, they've just got some announcements running around the top. So check out their website. If you don't visit that, go to um, 
visit their site at uh, kentuckytennis.com. You can also keep up with them on Facebook. The page is facebook.com slash USTA Kentucky with the word Kentucky spelled out. They're also on Twitter at USTA Kentucky. Of course, if you have announcements that you want us to read on the program and, and advertise for you, we'll be glad to do that. Send your events to info at gamesetmatchky.com. We'll mention your league, your clinic, your tournament, your camp, your social event, anything that's going on in tennis in Kentucky. Also, you can send us a question. Uh, you could do it live while we're on the air. You can send it in advance. Uh, something about a, a tennis rule or a, a crazy situation or a CKTS policy you may be curious about. Maybe you want to know why we have 15 and under instead of 16 and under. So that's a legitimate question. If you send that question in, we'll answer it, won't we, Chad? That's right. As you can, best we can. As best as we can. And you can send it uh, by email to challenge at gamesetmatchky.com, or you can send something on Twitter or Facebook. And that's going to just about serve out this first live episode of Game Set Match Kentucky. Thanks to everyone who's listening to this by podcast. Thanks to the small handful of you who watched it live. I hope that audience will grow and grow for us. If you are listening through our website, you can subscribe to the audio of this podcast on any podcast app. We um, would love it, too, if you gave us a review in uh, iTunes or an Apple podcast and gave us a five-star rating. You can also visit gamesetmatchky.com for all of our episodes and show notes. You can uh, visit our Facebook page at gamesetmatchky or search for gamesetmatchkentucky, the podcast. You can also follow us on Twitter at gamesetmatchky. Chad is on Twitter at Chad Young Radio, and I'm on Twitter at Chris Godby. I should put those back on the screen, Chad, and get this uh, stop, stop screen sharing here. There we go. There you go. There we go. All right. And uh, let's see what else we got. Oh, yes. We want to uh, say thanks again to our sponsors, Vision Cabinet Source and Family Medical Centers. And if you or your business would like to get involved in uh, sponsoring this podcast, send an email to info at gamesetmatchky.com. Now, Chad, I'm pretending that we're hearing that clapping sound but we won't hear it until post-production. Hawkeye says we are out. It's out. Clearly out. I don't even know why they challenged that. It was clearly out. Well, you know, you got to use them. You know, if you don't use them, you lose them. <laughs> Chad, thank you so much for being uh, being with me two episodes in a row and, and not getting paid a nickel for it. I really appreciate yeah, it very um, much. Jason, Jason Ford owes me for all the... Um, uh, professional quality commercial work I've given him the last two episodes. For sure. Maybe he'll uh, hook you up with some uh, bathroom cabinets. That's right. I might, I might come calling. <laughs> well, until next time. And I don't know when next time is, um, you know, work something out. Chad might be back with me. Might have somebody else. Might have Chad and somebody else. You never know. You know, we make it up as we go along. But until next time, I'm Chris Godby and Chad Young. And this has been Game Set Match Kentucky.